The Holy Gospel according to John, the 15th chapter. Jesus said, As the Father has loved me, so have I so I have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. I have said these things to you so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. No one has greater love than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. I do not call you servants any longer because the servant does not know what the master is doing. But I have called you friends because I have made known to you what the master is doing. But I have called you friends because I have made known to you everything that I have heard from my father. You did not choose me, but I chose you, and I appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, so that the Father will give you whatever you ask him in my name. I am giving you these commands so that you may love one another. The Gospel of the Lord. On Wednesday of this week, we will wrap up our five-week end-of-life series, Living Well for All of Your Days. We've covered all kinds of topics, including how we die in America, healthcare directives, the visit to the funeral home, planning the service. And on Wednesday night, we will have the opportunity to meet with professionals to discuss wills and estate planning, tending to your digital footprint, grief and loss, and other important end-of-life concerns. Underlying every one of the topics has been a single constant refrain, have the conversation. In other words, talk with your loved ones about their preferences for aging and end-of-life wishes and make sure they know yours. Admittedly, it's not an easy conversation to have. In fact, when brought up, it is often met with words like these, borrowed from the title of a book about aging and end of life. Can't we talk about something more pleasant? <laughs> the conversation may be difficult, but it is necessary and it is important. In the midst of the end of life series, May 1st, also known as Decision Day, has come and gone. High school seniors have made their commitments to what's next, while anxious parents wonder, have I prepared my child well? What must I communicate before they leave the nest? Are they ready? Am I? They too are feeling the pull to have the conversation, to pass on all the things, wisdom, values, hopes, dreams, advice, and life lessons like Sort your laundry before you do the wash. Don't spend beyond your means. And never, ever put diesel fuel in your car. <laughs> Don't ask me why I know that. <laughs> Again, it is not always an easy conversation to have, and it's likely to be met with a roll of the eyes, a groan, an uttering, I know, I know, 
as well as an invitation to change the topic. Mom, Dad, can we please talk about something more pleasant? And then today, the gospel reading from John chapter 15 has us deep into the farewell discourse of Jesus, which begins in chapter 13 and doesn't conclude until the end of chapter 17. So here we are, right smack in the middle of it, to set the stage. It is the night of Passover. Jesus and his disciples are gathered together in the upper room. In less than 24 hours, Jesus will be crucified, and this is his last opportunity to have what amounts to the conversation, to communicate all the things, to reiterate one more time the truth he has come to bring, and to assure, encourage, and prepare his disciples for the days ahead. Now, the Bible doesn't explicitly say how the disciples reacted to this particular conversation, but given their record of their reactions to earlier discussions on the topic, I am willing to bet that at least one of them muttered, Jesus, can't we talk about something more pleasant? Talking about the end is never easy, but it is so very necessary. As I said, Jesus' farewell discourse spans five chapters in John's Gospel. If you look at a red-letter edition of the Bible where all of the words of Jesus are printed in the color red, you will see that nearly every single word in chapters 14, 15, 16, and 17 is read. Nearly every single word. That is not the case, however, in chapter 13, which is where the discourse starts. It's worth noting that Jesus' farewell does not begin with words, but rather with action. It begins with Jesus washing the feet of his disciples. We read this story every year on Monday, Thursday. You know how it goes. Jesus rose from supper, laid aside his garments, took a towel and tied it around his waist, poured water into a basin, And then our Lord and Savior got down on bended knee and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel that was wrapped around him. And when he was finished, Jesus asked them, Do you understand what I have done to you? If the disciples answered that question, it's not recorded, but it seems safe to assume that they did not understand, which accounts for why Jesus spends the next four chapters explaining, clarifying, and interpreting for them the washing of the feet. Jesus' words here are nothing if not passionate, as all conversations of this nature tend to be, it sounds almost as if he is pleading with the disciples to listen, to understand, to pay attention, to remember. To that end, when you read these chapters, you can't help but notice how frequently Jesus repeats himself. Multiple times and in multiple ways, Jesus announces, I am leaving you. His death is near and he is unafraid of naming that reality. Multiple times and in multiple ways, he says, I know this is difficult to take in, acknowledging that this is not an easy conversation to have. And multiple times and in multiple ways, he implores them to do just one thing. Love one another. As the Father has loved me, he says, so I have loved you. 
And as I have loved you, so you love one another. <laughs> Think for a moment about all of the things that Jesus might have communicated. Think about all that he taught, all that he demonstrated, modeled, and revealed for us about our life together in him. Five chapters seems but a drop in the bucket. What Jesus has done in his farewell discourse is to distill all that he came for and everything we need to know into one essential direction for our lives. As I have loved you, so you love one another. Do you see? In the washing of the feet, Jesus gives an example of the kind of love with which he loves. He demonstrates a love that is unconditional and a love that is marked with humility. Remember, present in the upper room that night of the foot washing and the farewell discourse were 12 disciples. Within the next 24 hours, one of them would betray Jesus for 30 pieces of silver and another would deny knowing Jesus not once but three different times. In spite of knowing this, Jesus washed their feet right along with the others. In other words, he loved them anyway. Our Lord's love is unconditional. And it is no small thing that in order to wash someone's feet, you have to get down on the floor. You have to drop to your knees. You have to adopt the posture of a servant. Jesus was willing to get onto his knees for the love of others. Our Lord's love is a humble love. In his farewell discourse, Jesus calls and sends us to love one another just like that, unconditionally and with great humility. As part of the End of Life series, we watched a PBS special called Being Mortal, which, by the way, you can watch online for free. We've posted a link on the website so that you can find it easily. The documentary follows several people, highlighting the different ways each one of them approaches their end of life. One man chose to die at home. In an especially tender scene, this man is in the hospital bed in the living room, and his grandson, who's maybe nine or 10 years old, is sitting on a chair next to the bed. The grandpa says to the boy, you know that I'm dying, and I know that that might be scary to you, but I want you to know that I'm not scared, and you will be okay, and I love you. What a beautiful gift that man gave that boy in an act of love, both humble and unconditional. In conclusion, and to be clear, the gospel today is not about having the conversation. It's about our love for one another, which can take many different forms, including a conversation between a boy and his grandpa, including a farewell discourse by Jesus, and including all the acts of unconditional and humble love expressed one for the other. As you have been loved by the Lord, so also you now love one another. Amen.